Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on things having to do with your home. Whether you are thinking about buying or selling, or if you are planning on staying home, looking for decorating or improvement ideas, for instance, this is a great place for you to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, or anything around your home for that matter, give the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week for the last five years. I am a realtor here in Greater Victoria. I've been selling since 1991. I've helped hundreds of people with their real estate needs, either buying or selling, purchasing investment properties, or even moving out of town and looking for introductions to capable agents in other cities. I do a lot of that as well, too. If you need some help, you want to talk about your real estate needs, maybe a discussion about the market uh, or planning on making move yourself in the near future or even far future, just reach out to me. Be happy to chat. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole Home Show team members uh, by going to cfax1070.com. Look under Shows, and there you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there always. Uh, and, of course, if you need to, you can always Google any of us, myself. Reach out to me. I love hearing from you. I hear from our CFAX listeners every week. We're having a conversation today about interiors and interior design with Sandra Lyle Mason at Lyle Mason Design. I want to learn all about what interior designers do, how she can help you, and some of the tasks and projects that she either works on or enjoys working on. We're going to have a great conversation about interiors uh, after our first break here. We always start, of course, by talking about timely matters, things that are going on out there uh, in the real estate realm. And if you'd like us to cover something, just reach out again, find our contact information and let us know what's on your mind or what you'd like covered. Uh, today is something a listener actually uh, asked a question about new homes and how they are different when you are uh, buying either a resale property or a new property. And I want to give you guys just some uh, tips or some pointers about what to look out for when looking at brand new construction. Of course, you know, it's always nice to buy something new, something that no one has lived in before, something that has today's design aesthetic, which I know we'll be talking about today later with Sandra Lyle Mason. Um, so, Pros and cons, new or resale. Well, the first thing to know, folks, is that Victoria is a pretty established town. And if you're wondering why most of the new construction exists a little bit further out, for instance, in the West Shore area, um, uh, areas like that, it's because most of Victoria was built out in the 1950s. 90, you know, there's a lot of 1950s vintage homes out there in Saanich, for instance, and then 1970s. You know the building booms by the prevailing design of homes in the surrounding neighborhood. Not a lot of new. You know, you think about established areas like James Bay or Oak Bay, that new homes are generally ones that replace older homes that have been taken down or 
or their infills, what we call infills, where they have created a new lot off of an older, uh, older house with a bigger lot. And you end up with an infill home uh, and that's the new construction in town. But of course, there's new, uh, again, like in the West Shore, uh, things to think about when you're looking at new construction. Uh, number one, is it a freehold property or is it a bare land strata? You see, uh, in uh, municipalities everywhere, actually Saanich, Esquimalt, um, uh, West Shore, and the peninsula as well, too. There are often new developments. They, they are new homes. You drive up the street and go, oh, my goodness, this looks great. It's a brand new uh, home site. Sometimes there are what is known as bare land stratas, which means that, yes, you own the home. The home is detached. It's not a condo. It's not a townhouse. But there is a common area which is commonly the road, a private road. The road requires maintenance. The municipality does not have responsibility for it. So at some point in the future, 40 or 50 years down the road, it's going to require repaving. Could there be street lights? Who pays for the lights? Um, are there other common services like snow removal on the occasional time we get snow? If it's not a municipal or a responsibility, then the owners together have to deal with that. That is a bare land strata. Now, Living in the home, there's really no difference than living yourself, except for the fact that a strata does require annual general meeting. It requires uh, finances, and it often requires common costs to maintain those things that I just mentioned a moment ago. Other thing to know about as well is because it's a strata, it also is subject to strata bylaws. Most bare land stratas don't have any bylaws. They don't have restrictions. Sometimes uh, what people don't know is the fact that in the absence of the strata's own bylaws, the standard bylaws are applicable. And there are things there, uh, in, uh, especially about pets. It talks about one dog or cat. You know, you've got to be careful about these things. Ask those questions or ask your realtor as well, too. So strata or not strata. The next question is GST. When you're buying the house, is GST uh, included in the price or not? Because there is GST. It's brand new construction. There's going to be GST. It's at 5%. Uh, it's a big dollar when you're talking about new construction, over a million dollars. You think about that. You're going to want to be absolutely clear about whether or not um, it is GST in or not. Most of the time, folks, nowadays, when we find new properties on MLS, GST is in addition. So you've got to add that 5%. Really important for you to know. You're going to want to know the timelines too. How long it's going to be until completion date. You're going to want to line up the sale of your home with the uh, purchase and move in of the new home. Uh, the supply chain and labor issues are a reality. So you've got to keep these things under consideration. There have been delays on new construction. So that is something to, uh, to factor in. Sometimes people want new construction. They want to be able to modify or, you know, they want a different uh, kitchen or different kitchen counter or different uh, uh, plumbing fixtures or things like different cabinets uh, where that is potentially a possibility. You've also got to understand that especially with the supply chain issues, most of the time the builder developer has already purchased all of those items. They had to order them months ago. You think about appliances. Folks, I told you the story before. 
But the fact that I waited a year for my replacement fridge, you know, we had a temporary fridge and bar fridges and stuff that was not a lot of fun. There's not a lot of leeway nowadays with products because they are taking a delay to get. So uh, as much as it would be nice to make changes, sometimes it's already done. Sometimes the cabinets already have been produced and they're sitting there. And sure, you could ask for changes, but there's going to be a cost because the developer has got to figure out, you know, what to do with the old things that have already been purchased. And there is a cost to making changes, folks, because of the fact that it could upset the timeline of all of the other things. That's one of the fun jobs that contractors have is the timeline where the, you've got to you got to have one thing finished before you jump onto the next and sometimes asking for changes disturbs that timeline and that can be problematic so a lot of things to think about new construction it is fun if you're able to uh, buy new absolutely right um but there are also things as well too i mean the cost is 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 one they are more expensive folks it's just a reality cost a square foot to build uh plus the cost of the land and the um development costs and all of those things are a reality but you do get yourself a brand new home and uh, they all have warranty coverage as part of the uh, HP Homeowner Protection Office. It's got a new name now, I, th I think. It's a provincial uh, requirement that new homes are covered under a third-party warranty program. We've talked about that before here on the program as well, too. By the way, it's not the warranty company's job to pay for repairs or remediations. Uh, it is actually the builder who's responsible for that. The job of the third-party warranty provider is to ensure that the builder makes good on their uh, responsibilities and if they don't they the uh, warranty company steps in takes care of things and then either penalizes or kicks that builder out of their warranty program that's how that works anyways brand new construction that's what happened actually we'll be chatting about this a little bit i'm sure with our guest today sandra lyle mason talking about interior design and she'll be talking about uh working on projects from the start just like this brand new we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. You know, you look around your house, and every once in a while you say, hmm, maybe it's time for a refresh. Maybe I've got to uh, getting tired of the living room or getting tired of the family room. All these places you either spend a lot of time in or you spend no time at all. Maybe you're not spending time there because you don't like it. It's time to fix it up. It's time to, you know, maybe give it your own uh, uh, design or something that uh, refreshes it and, and uh, makes you enjoy it a little bit more. Today, our guest is going to help us with this equation. It is Sandra, uh, and she is with Lyle Mason Design. Sandra Lyle Mason, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, this is, it's one of these continuing mysteries. People often, you know, they know about interior designers, interior design, but, you know, it's sort of like, what do they do and how they can help me? Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about today. So let's just start talking about you. What What's your background and what brought you to interior design? I think I knew I wanted to be a designer when I was a teenager, um, but I did a degree in fine art. <laughs> initially instead of doing what I should have done which was a bachelor's degree in interior design yeah. um, and so for a while I just worked as a decorator for probably about 10 years I worked as a decorator and then I 
I realized I wanted to be able to do drawings that were up to code and all of that. And so as an adult, I went back and did a bachelor's degree. Ah. And uh, and so now I'm working doing commercial projects and residential projects. Well, this is also something that comes up every once in a while. You know, it, I mean, you you just explained uh, there's education, schooling, uh, you know, technical skills and all that kind of stuff. And every once in a while, I have heard people say, oh, you know, I, it's, just, it's like real estate. You watch HGTV and people think, oh, my goodness, it's going to be so easy. You know, whatever. I like people. I like houses getting into real estate. And they think that way about interior design, too. Right. Yeah, it's, it is a little bit different. It's not quite like TV. Um, when you're working, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not. Because there are things like budgets, right? That maybe TV doesn't have so much of, right? Yeah, and the process is pretty different. I mean, we pick out all the finishes and we have them um, written down and we do a whole floor plan well before construction even starts. Mm -hmm. So you're not really picking stuff on site. You picked that six months ago. Yeah. So oh you're you're talking you're talking about like on TV. This is what they do. Yeah. Right? So yeah. like on TV, they're oh, we're gonna pick the tiles and oh, we're gonna pick this rug and how does it work? Well, that was already picked like six <laughs> months ago when you did the drawings, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we switch it up and change things on site, but generally it you know, you well you it said, makes you a good TV. Yeah, oh, totally. It's beautiful. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and as far as that education, like, what are what are things that um, that uh, interior designers learn? Like, um, what are some of the the skills that you 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 gather from that? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So, interior designers um, study construction practices. Um, we learn how to draw architectural drawings and details. Mm -hmm. um, we also study um, sustainable practices so that we can do LEED certification and things like that. Um, and we, we do modules on different types of interior design. So we'll do a hospitality section or we'll, which is like hotels and restaurants. Oh, and yeah. then we'll also study um, commercial office spaces. So basically an office building. Yeah. And then we also do residential. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the office space one is is interesting. You, you know, I have some degree of knowledge about that as a client because, of course, we have an office. And, and something that, um, you know, people sometimes forget about is the functionality of places like commercial spaces, like an office or a hotel, like you said, there's a reason why things are positioned where they are and the flow and, you know, um, what makes for better work environments and stuff like that. Uh, so it's, the, I guess it's that whole form over function or function over form uh, uh, argument sometimes, right? Yeah, interior designers are actually really focused on design. We want it to be functional. That is our number one thing is figuring out how the end user is going to use that space, what their needs are, and the designing for it. And then the the prettiness and the form, that comes afterwards. We have to get the function in there first. That is our primary requirement. And meeting yeah. building codes and things like that as well. Yeah. I'm guessing, though, that it probably happens on occasion where you might have a client that thinks otherwise. <laughs> you know what? All my clients really want their spaces to work. They're okay. more focused on their goals than making it pretty. 
Okay. Well, let's talk about that then for a second, because how do you how how do you assess the client's goals? I think sometimes maybe a client may not even know what their goal is. You know what? Uh, we start every project with an interview. Okay. So I ask them questions like, what are your goals for this space? How do you use this space? Where do you see yourself in five years? Are you going to have more kids? And if it's a business, are you going to have more employees? Um, and so we kind of plan for that growth and their lifestyle and what they're going to be doing there. Um, I ask them what they like about it now, what they don't like about it now, and what they wish they had. Mm -hmm. All these questions really help people develop a sense of of their their goals and their target. And sometimes I'm guessing people need your help kind of seeing that goal. It may not be clear uh, from the outset, but uh, uh, maybe with some direction, it uh, it helps them along, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I listen to them. I make a list and I incorporate all of that into um, the design concept and proposal. And then they let me know if I've got it right. And uh -huh. so that's kind of the first step in interior design. Well, we're going to get into this later, uh, you know, okay. talking, talking about the plan and designs, man, tools today, unlike, uh, you know, the pen and paper and, or pencil and, and, you know, plans and, you know, cutting, uh, cutting out uh, pictures from magazines. I mean, today, of course, everything's online and, and, yeah. you know, with CAD designs and everything, uh, it's amazing what you guys can put together, right? Mm -hmm. It's all digital now. Yeah, well, like I said, we're we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that uh, in a bit. But again, the process is determining uh, clients' needs. Actually, let's just step back a second, though. Who, okay. Who, who's calling? Like, who calls? Who's an ideal candidate for someone needing your services? Um. Well, I I love working with everyone. Yep. But uh, someone who is planning a renovation. At the very beginning, when they're thinking about doing the renovation, that's the best time to call me. Yep. And uh, those are my favorite clients right at the beginning, at the idea stage. Yeah. So it would be kind of something like uh, a couple saying, hey, you know, I, I, it's time to do something. Where do we start? Uh, and that's that's where the phone call happens, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right then and there. Okay. Okay. Um, timelines nowadays, I mean, it's got to be difficult. We, we've been the struggling with this whole supply chain and labor issues and stuff. Uh, guessing that things can take a bit of time. I mean, if somebody has the idea that they could call up an interior designer like yourself and have this done in a weekend or something, uh, I guess it depends on the scope, right? Yeah, it takes time. Um, absolutely, we're seeing things with supply chain affecting lead times and and also the availability of trades to install. Mm -hmm. It's taking time. Um, so yeah, we're, projects take a little longer than a weekend. They usually take a, a few months. <laughs> yes. longer. Yeah. Which is the reason why, you know, you use that example about HGTV and, you know, picking up samples, <laughs> you know, uh, on the job site. I mean, you don't even know if they'll have access to that stuff, uh, you know, when they need it or, you know, the trade or whatever, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, good TV. Um, we're here with Sandra Lyle Mason with Lyle Mason uh, Design talking about interior design. We've got a lot more things uh, to talk about. Uh, Sandra, people need to reach you. What's the best way for them to do that? Through my website. Yep. 
Lyle Mason design.com, right? Yeah. yeah I'm going to add the link to our uh, CFAX um, page. Remember CFAX1070.com. Look under shows though. You'll find us the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. In today's episode, we'll have Sandra Lyle Mason's uh, information uh, all right there, but we need to take a break here. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, as always, you can find their contact information and mine as well, too, by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe, uh, Or just Google us. Google this program. Google me. I love hearing from uh, our loyal CFAX listeners every week. Happy to introduce you not only to our team members, but uh, all of the guests that have been here. Uh, we are at episode 267 or 68 over the last five years. Uh, by the way, if you want to listen to any of them, you're a podcast listener, don't forget, go to iTunes or Google Play. All of our past episodes are there, many of them evergreen, you know, information that, uh, you know, for instance, about your house, drains, plumbing, electrical, uh, foundations, uh, anything. If you need something at the moment, uh, just look us up. You'll find some great information, including our guest today. Talking about interior design, our guest today is Sandra Lyle Mason. Sandra, thanks again for coming and joining us today. Well, it's my pleasure. Hey, I, uh, you know, we alluded to it uh, earlier. I want to talk with you about all of these nifty tools that you guys have today because, you know, we, we see them out in the field where there are like 3D digital renderings of things. I mean, you talked about the fact that part of your education uh, was um, architectural, like you, so you need to lay out plans and everything. So let's talk about that. Like it's, it, it sounds very complicated to somebody <laughs> like me who is not in, in your realm, right? Yeah, it's 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 uh it's not that complicated. We uh, start with a site measure, and then we start drafting that. And there's lots of different software available. Um, Victoria is kind of partial to Vectorworks, which is kind of obscure, so that's the one I use. Mm -hmm. But there's also Revit and AutoCAD and SketchUp. So there's lots of different options for for drafting up plans. These are things I remember. Like I remember as a kid, when computers were new, you needed like a hefty computer to do this kind of design stuff. But nowadays, um, you know, do it on your Mac or your PC or whatever, right? Yeah, it still needs a pretty good processor, okay. but you can still do it on a laptop. Yeah. Great. Okay, so you you're sketching out a plan, uh, and what else are you doing with it? Um, yeah, so we start with um, basically permit drawings. So that's kind of your basic overview of everything. And um, it's your standard blueprints that people envision. It, it's a picture of the house, the outside, the inside. Okay. The basic layout. Yeah. You, you you just piqued my interest on something, actually, because you, oh. said, you said the P word. Permit drawings? Permit. Yeah. Yes. So, how, so let's talk about that. Like how much of of your work requires permits all of it okay 
see people don't uh, and again just uh, this is just me as a consumer listening to you know some of our clients or whatever often it's like oh yeah you know we yeah we didn't need a permit you know it was no big deal um but it sounds like it may well be right <laughs> yeah i mean the work i do i always want it to meet code and so there's no reason not to pull a permit so yeah. Okay. Now, and, and, and we're, we're talking about like small projects. I mean, obviously the big ones where, you know, you're adding a bathroom or you're, you know, doing an addition or something like that permits for sure. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But, but are we talking like small, small jobs too? You know, I always advise to pull a permit, but it's up to the home homeowner mm -hmm. to decide if they're going to do that and follow through. So there's That's always really this there's always this argument you know because people are sometimes like well i don't want the municipality to know because then it's going to increase my uh, uh assessment and therefore my taxes will go up and yada 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 and it's always funny because when it comes time for them to sell they want their assessment to be high or, or you know they'll say well the reason why my assessment is low is because i didn't take a permit out on the uh, uh redesign i did of whatever kind of thing right so it's that there's there's that that whole balance right absolutely and i've heard that exact excuse as well yeah i don't want my property tax assessment to go up yes <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness um all right let's talk about materials selection now i know there's going to be a lot of people out there who love shopping you know they go to their you know uh tile shops or whatever all that kind of stuff there's a lot of people that don't and they need help in that area and that's probably something that you do right yeah i love material specification and what a lot of people don't know is that list of plumbing fixtures and flooring and lighting that's all on your building plans you can it's all part of the package. Mm -hmm. um, we refer to it as material specification. And that's just basically everything in your entire house from the yeah. carpet to the ceiling to the paint, all of it. Yeah. And that comes in handy every once in a while if people are looking for, you know, uh, whatever historics on their on their house. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So how do you, I mean, this probably means that you spend time shopping yourself because you got to stay on top of the design trends and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I, I love shopping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I love how things evolve and change. Um, yeah. So I'm in contact with a number of reps and so they're always, you know, keeping me on the up and up about what new tile just came out, what the paint forecast is for trends and styles and as well as with, you know, furniture manufacturers. So they kind of keep me in the loop, but I also like to see what's happening on the streets. So I, I have to admit, I love winners. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you got, obviously you got your places that you go to your, your regular places, right? Yeah. I, well, and my favorite is Gabriel Ross can't lie about that okay okay um because we've been talking about design we've been talking about uh, you know fixing up a room and stuff uh you just mentioned furniture i mean that's another thing too i mean i i these things can be so personal to to a client you know they've got their personal taste and everything that must be kind of difficult trying to determine what the what the clients take you know their their personal profile is right yeah and and I kind of get a feel for them while I'm doing that client interview. After that client interview, I create this design concept, yep. 
which informs all of that. So it, the the concept is kind of like an abstract idea that everything speaks to. Um, so for example, it could be uh, West Coast modern. Well, all the furniture needs to be West Coast modern and everything needs to look West Coast modern. Um, so that that and then the client's personal style come into play and that's how you pick the furniture. Now, there are some people that are not good shoppers and they might go, Sandra, I like this. I like what you've decided. Uh, is one of the things you do sourcing out those pieces and getting them for them? I do. I I mostly do the interior design stuff and not as much of the decorating. Yep. But when I get to do all of it, it creates a really beautiful cohesive space and I and it's fun. <laughs> See, because I've thought about this before, you know, I, I, I think it or I feel it could be disheartening if you do this beautiful uh, design of a room, uh, you know, with the concept of specific furniture pieces. And then you go back later and you see your room, but then maybe the owners have picked something that is this true? You're laughing right now. Does this happen? I am. Right? <laughs> oh, OK. Because that happens, right? They'll yes. hire to do, you know, the material specification or the drawings. And then they decorate it themselves. And then I can't photograph it for my portfolio because it doesn't look pretty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I knew it. I hit a nerve there. I have thought about this. And you know why? Is because when we look at houses where, you know, like these beautiful new houses, show houses that, you know, built specifically for a certain type of, you know, uh, 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 furniture style. And then you go back and you look at them afterwards and go, what happened here? You're mixing, you know, um, country western with new modern or whatever you know it's just it's 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 the darndest thing right must it exactly mu it must break your heart on occasion yes <laughs> yeah well what do you what do you do we're talking today with sandra lyle mason uh she is a interior designer with lyle mason design uh again if you have any questions or want to reach out sandra the website's the best place right Yes, absolutely. Yeah, LyleMasonDesign.com. I've been there. There's some great stuff. Um, listen, folks, you need to take our last break of the day, uh, but we're talking about interior design. Maybe it's time for you to uh, spruce up one of your rooms or your entire house. Sandra's the right person to talk to. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Having a great conversation about interior design and uh, how you can uh, upgrade or modernize your castle. You know, folks, uh, the real estate uh, market has been crazy. You know, since COVID, uh, we've hit mar uh, we've hit uh, uh, record sales in the marketplace, not only here in Victoria, but all over the place as well, too. Um, but on the other hand, there's a lot of people who have stayed in their castle. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to replace the location, the amenities, the community that's nearby, your neighbors, you know, maybe you love them. And as a result, uh, maybe moving is not a factor. Maybe what you might want to do is have yourself a new home in your existing home. Could you imagine that? And of course, how you do that is you call up somebody like Sandra Lyle Mason. Sandra Lyle Mason from Lyle Mason Design. Again, thanks for joining us today, Sandra. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, we've been talking about your website, uh, LyleMasonDesign.com. Uh, always a great uh, place to visit. Uh, Instagram, of course, is a great place to find stuff, right? You're uh, you're on Insta. Yeah, I definitely am. It's a great place for inspiration. Get some ideas. Yeah, what's your Insta handle there? 
It's Lyle Mason Design. Easy. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, were you always this way? Like, did you always like uh, design aesthetics and all that? Or is that something that uh, that came later? You know, I remember being like five years old and noticing my mom's friends' houses, like noticing how the sofa matched the wallpaper and the drapes because it was the early 80s, right? So everything matched. But I remember that. And I like I've always been drawn. Always. Well, I have a I have a ten year old. She's been like that since day one as well. She loves going through houses, of course. I mean, this is what we do. So every once in a while, she has the opportunity, and she, you know, she makes comments. You know, I I, I guess that was like you as a little one as well too. You know, it's it's uh, um, just have just having that uh, interest in uh, in design and stuff, right? And houses too. So you must enjoy uh, going in or uh, you know visiting uh, homes or houses. They're also different and. and some designs that are uh, eh, maybe not so uh, uh, groundbreaking, but others that are like, oh my goodness, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I love it. I love seeing how people put things together. And it must be important for you, again, going back to that whole architectural training, because when you're doing jobs, especially larger ones, you know, because uh, you're coordinating with the trades and the contractor who's actually doing the work, you have to have some knowledge about where things go and how they work, right? Yes, you do. You need to know the order in which things are installed and a, a basic understanding of construction is required. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we talked before the break about shopping and material selections and all that kind of stuff. Um, you're also having to understand how things are installed and how uh, how things go in as well. Right. Absolutely. And a, a good understanding of building code, which is always changing. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, that, that is something. And then we, you get municipal things because there's the differences in municipal uh, um, uh, requirement, you know, we've got 13 municipalities here, right? <laughs> yes, we do. I, I'm just working on some basement renovations in Oak Bay and in Saanich and the requirements are very different. Um, so yeah, there you go. There you have it. Each uh, municipality. So different. different. Do you have a favorite? So off the top of your head, something that you're that you're super proud of and and is and and comes to mind often. Uh Callwood. Okay. I, I like working with Callwood and I did I did a show home there that I just it was so fun because I was able to pick everything right from the very beginning and also do the decorating. So it's just such a cohesive space and I love it. Yeah. Now, and was that from the uh, construction stage or was that after the house was built? It was pre-construction. Oh, was... starting from scratch. That's got to yeah, be fun for build. you, huh? It was so fun. Yeah. 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 Cause then, then you leave your mark, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I get it. Cause that's one of those. And I've talked, I've talked with uh, builders about this too. You know, they often have that house where every time they drive by, they just, you know, it puts a smile on their face because, you know, a lot of great memories and stuff. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. What is hard? What's difficult uh, for an interior designer? Um... Like what would be the hardest part of either the hardest part of your job or the hardest part of the industry? I think the hardest part of my job is uh, when a homeowner doesn't trust me. Yeah. When they've hired me, but they don't trust the whole design process. Yes. That 
that can be challenging because then we get this piecemeal effect that's not as cohesive and it it it's just not as an effective it's just not effective you know you said you said piecemeal just now it got me thinking as well sometimes because i it seems sometimes uh budget can play a role there too right and if somebody has this 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 grand idea but maybe doesn't have the budget um it might get to the point where they get in their own way as far as trying to get this project done despite your direction does that does that sound about right um i have had that happen um yeah. just with a with a commercial project that was just over budget and behind schedule and the client didn't want to wait for some of the custom pieces but generally we can stay within the budget I love saving my clients money. I love doing a mix of high and low. So budget isn't usually much of a challenge for me. It's it's when the client doesn't see the vision. They can't picture it. And so they get scared and they start doing things. I get that. I get that. Uh, I love what you said about budget, though, because I, that that is another thing. I, I'm sure with you, there are areas, I mean, there are areas where you spend the money. And then there mm -hmm. are other areas where you don't have to, right? Or, or or it would be silly to, right? Yeah. So there are things that I always recommend spending money on. Okay. Flooring. Yep. Um, upholstered furniture, like your sofa and your chairs. Um, I always recommend a good um, ergonomic office chair. Yep. Those things, they're worth spending money on. You can usually cut costs on tile mm. and lighting. These okay. things don't usually break down, so you can actually save money on those items. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So so basically, the things that you touch or feel or you're in, I'm with you on the office chair thing, because especially nowadays, that's where we're spending a lot of time nowadays, right? Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, and it makes sense to me with tile. I often wonder too, you know, I mean, there's often such a huge range in the cost of tile. And sometimes it's like, I don't get it. Like, I, I you know, why would you spend that much on something that's just going to be, you know, uh, hanging on the wall for 50 years and has no, you know, wear and tear uh, possibilities. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Um, I, I do recognize why designer tile costs more. It's often manufactured in small batches in a really environmentally sustainable way. So like, I know why it costs more, but I don't think you have to spend the money to get good quality tile. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've mentioned now environment, environmentally sustainable now a couple of times, including in the education. So I, I mean, this is something that I'm not used to uh, bumping into in, in your realm there. What, tell us about that. Well, as designers, we're often doing renovations and we're ripping stuff out and there's a lot of waste involved with, with construction and interior design. Yep. And so it's our responsibility to choose things that are going to biodegrade or things that were manufactured in a way that didn't create very much waste or didn't pollute. Um, so I take that kind of seriously and I'm always thinking about uh, the materials that I'm putting into spaces, thinking mm. about their life cycle okay yeah, yeah. and because that that's not like i said that's not something that i would necessarily think was was a, a prior i mean we're seeing it nowadays in construction in general right um 
yeah, that's that's really important because I'm sure there are some products that are sort of like, oh my goodness, this is not good at all, right? Yeah, like those cheap sofas from China. Don't buy those. Ah, yeah, yeah. God, God. I, I love what you said about, you know, the uh, um, uh, things like flooring, uh, you know, where to spend the money. Because again, we've seen some places where, oh my God, you can tell like the, the, uh, um, the quality is not there, not only in the product itself, but also, also the design and the look, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a great way to make a place look super cheap is by having uh, cheap or inexpensive flooring, right? Yeah. And, and you know what, it might look good for about five minutes and then it's, you're going to know right away that yeah. it wasn't good quality flooring. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Um, we sort of broached on this a little bit earlier, uh, but if two our CFAX listeners here right now, um, who's the ideal candidate for you? Like who should be calling you up right now? If you're thinking about doing a renovation and you're just getting ideas, uh, call me. That's the best time. Um, but you can always call me when you have a stop work order. I've got a few of those right now too. <laughs> what, people who are in the middle of a job and then well, tell us about that. <laughs> um, so those basements that I was telling you about, yes, both of them have stop work orders, one from Oak Bay and one from Saanich. So, so you're in, you're in fixing things up. Yeah. I'm the one who's like, we need to bring this to code. This is, these are the requirements. Let's do some drawings. Let's get this approved. Let's get this started again. Oh, so call me before then. Okay. That's one of those things. People think people are like, oh, I'll get away with this. Like they're never going to, you know, who's going to call? They do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Stop. Uh, <laughs> quarters. Uh, again, guys, we're having a chat with Sandra Lyle Mason from Lyle Mason design. Uh, you can find her, uh, both the website, lylemasondesign.com and Instagram where there's lots of great, uh, uh stuff there, uh, to see. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, again, I mean, this is this is an error. We're hoping that today you, you know, you would inspire some people to think about, yeah, their home and their living space. Um, and especially nowadays, because you've probably noticed a change since COVID. I mean, people are, are really spending more time in their homes, right? Yeah, now that we have spent so much time in lockdown, we all recognize the importance of having a space that works and that we like. And so a lot of people use that time to upgrade their homes. Yeah. 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 And now, and now is a great time uh, as well. And it's fun, right? Going through the process is fun. It is. And at the end, it's going to be so beautiful and so worth it. You're going to increase the value of your property and you're going to enjoy it. So yeah. And start using those rooms that you're not using right now. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us uh sandra sandra lyle mason from uh, lyle mason uh design you know uh, really again everyone if you have been um thinking about a move sometimes you don't need to move sometimes you just need to move things around your house and you know make your house a little more livable you can uh fall in love again with your home by having some interior design work right thanks tony you bet and to the rest of our listeners we'll be here for you this time next week.